coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Louisville is the greatest! Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. We finally got some news, man. I'm Chris Hatfield. <laughs> we, Chris and I, we, we literally recording this. I'm on my lunch. I had to run by the house on my lunch. I'm like, hey, why don't I just record 15 minutes really quick with Chris to talk about uh, the biggest news of the summer, in my opinion, for Louisville Athletics. Uh, Louisville freshman guard David Johnson has suffered a, quote, significant shoulder injury that will lead to him being on the sidelines for four to six months. Uh, just if you haven't re- if you haven't heard this news, I'm going to read the quote really quick from Chris Mack. This is tough news on David for sure. I feel badly for DJ because of his excitement level to start his college career. He was having an excellent summer to date, and we will miss him over the next few months. Knowing David's work ethic, he will put in the time necessary to get back quickly as possible and be ready to impact our team this season. Chris, uh, what was your initial reaction to seeing this news about 30 minutes ago? Um, my, my, my first reaction is that four to six months is a pretty big difference. Um, that's a pretty wide time frame because you're looking at, at one to where, you know, he could be getting, I don't know that he would necessarily play, but you could be getting him back in practice around the Texas Tech game in, in Madison Square Garden. And then another one, you know, is all the way in conference play. Um, right. So there's, I mean, there's a significant difference there. If you're getting him in the rotation and in practice around when the season starts, it's not nearly as a significant injury, but if you're, you're getting him back, you know, when, when they head to conference play and those rotations have already kind of been established. Right. Um, that, that may mean that this isn't only, you know, he, he may not play. I mean, he, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he his, his role is severely diminished. Um, and, and this season is kind of a wash. And then at that point, you even got to ask the question, is it worth like looking at a red shirt or, exactly. or something like that? Exactly. Because I, I don't know how much the way, the way Chris Max rotations were last season, I don't know how much you're going to see a guy break into it late. He played Darius Berry at the end of last season more than he was typically playing throughout the season. And he also did it with BJ Keen, but we kind of know those were, you know, special, very special circumstances. And I, I don't think you'll necessarily see that with a freshman this late in the year. So that was the biggest takeaway for me immediately beyond like the, the rotational stuff is, is four to six months is a pretty big window. No, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with you. I'm wondering if this would be a lost season for, for David Johnson. Um, I, I, I hope not. Um, yeah. I we sort of, you, you kind of made it clear on Twitter. You were a little bit, uh, you may have disagreed with some of the other Louisville fans on how much David was going yeah. to I want to touch on that before we talk about the, uh, the, the Darius Perry side of this. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's not that um, I, I don't think David Johnson is going to be great. I don't think that he's, uh, I love his game. I love that right. he's a local kid. I'm a little uncertain on if he's going to be a, a, a point guard um, from some of the things that I've heard. And beyond that, I think people are really discounting Ryan and man on, on this team. You look at it from just like a, an advanced statistic point, and he had the, you know, people talk about his defensive struggles a lot, but he had the third highest plus minus on this team right behind Sutton and, and Warris. So 
I mean, people want to point out are quick to point out his deficiencies defensively. But I thought a lot of times last year he he'd grown in a lot of places, was probably the second best passer on the team. Um, his defensive flaws were certainly evident, but I, I thought throughout the year they they kind of you know expanded themselves. So I get people you know freaking out because it's kind of met with that excitement. You're very excited that these guys are on campus, so you're obviously going to freak out if you if you think they're going to miss. But I, I just I don't know. I think this solidifies things a little bit more. Darius Perry becomes unequivocally the most important player on this team. Chris Kimball is going to be the point guard to start the season. Samuel Williamson is going to have to play the two. These things are a lot less more of unknowns. And in some realities, I I think that can be a good thing. It's never a good thing if you're going to lose a guy who's going to be a part of, you know, a rotation. You're going to expect him. People, people may have thought he was going to average double-digit minutes. I may have been on the eight to nine-minute train, I guess is what I was saying. Yeah, no, so. I, I was taking a look at Jeff Greer's article that he posted uh, a few months back about the rotation idea, and I think he suggested that he was projecting David Johnson to get 10 to 12 minutes a game. Yeah. So a little bit higher on what you said. I, I do want to touch on, on the Ryan McMahon thing because I think I do d- disagree a, a little with you on that because I think – the, the times in which you saw Ryan McMahon really, really saved Louisville's ass in a, in a lot of situations um, was times where he wasn't necessarily challenged as much defensively. But I think we saw time and time again, especially in ACC play against the most athletic teams, that that defensive liability was too much to hold, especially in situations where um, he wasn't hitting from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, listen, I, I, I've, I've said some things about Ryan McMahon defensively that have made some people kind of uh, wince or, or get taken aback because I think sincerely he's a fan favorite. People love him. People love when he gets hot. I love when he gets hot. But I do think for Louisville to be the best version of themselves, Ryan McMahon shouldn't be playing more than seven minutes a game. I, I sincerely believe that. And um, so I think that is where my concern is with this, with, with this injury is that I, I think the one is, is super thin again. I think, I, think Dare, I think David Johnson, I think the best version of David Johnson would have been he gets some minutes in non-conference play, and then in ACC play, he's mastered enough of the offense that he can come in and play 10 to 15 minutes. And um, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, it'd be great. It, 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 you know, it, I'm looking at it worst-case situation injury-wise. If it takes six months, I just don't see him becoming that guy for Louisville. And as you to, to bring it back to what you said, I think it does in a way force Louisville to become uh, what well, we, well, you and I, Chris believe would be the best version of themselves in terms of a starting lineup or in, in terms of um, offering, getting Darius Perry to, to play more of the, the point guard role and allowing Samuel Williamson to take over uh, that two role, that, that shooting guard role that he played in high school. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's, you're, like you said, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing for that. Of course, I think it's always a bad thing when, when players get hurt. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you 100% there. But I just, I'm, I can, I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing like Louisville at Rupp Arena and Fresh Kimball gets two fouls right away and Darius Perry gets two fouls right away. And then we're playing Ryan McMahon and he's up against very athletic guards that he can. Yeah. That's just what I'm seeing in my head. I mean, in 2019, in the basketball that we play now, with the freedom of movement for the offensive player, I just don't think you can discount a guy who can come off the bench and drop 18 points in five minutes. Like, I, 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 I get 
I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I'm not sitting here making a case that Ryan McMahon is going to play an extraordinary role on this team. That's, that's not what I'm doing. But I, I, I'm just saying, having a guy that is a shooter like that, I mean, you, you've seen you've seen even Calipari take some risk on guys that are shooters like that on the, you know, you know, down the road that are not necessarily the most talented guys because I think coaches understand how much value they possess. But I get it. I mean, the, the defensive question marks are there. Um, but it's not to say just because David Johnson was a big guy that he was going to be able to come in and immediately be a great defensive player either. But to like, but to challenge you on that, I do think it's like I'm just looking at Ryan McMahon, you know, from last season. The games in which I think he that this is more of an issue. Uh, Kentucky last season, he had two points. Uh, yeah. Carolina last season, he had five points. Um, he he had, in the two Virginia Heat games, he had 12 points in one and three points in another. North Carolina, three points. Duke, he had four points. Those are the games I'm more worried about. I think that this, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. And I think in a game, especially last season, where, where Louisville struggled offensively, and I'm sure there are going to be games like that this season where he can add a spark plug. I just am concerned where in, in those games where having a longer, um, more defensively agile person um, uh, like David Johnson could potentially be uh, would, would be more, more beneficial. Um, and maybe by that time, by January, February, maybe, maybe David Johnson can play, you know, eight minutes, uh, 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the biggest issue with Ryan McMahon is there's only so much he can do. He's not going to become a great defensive player. I mean, there's, that, exactly. that's kind of the reality that there is. He has maximized a lot of his potential at Louisville. I think he still has a little bit of room to grow, but there's not much he can yeah. do beyond what he's already done. But we can, we can talk a little yeah, bit about Darius Perry because I, I think that's the most most important issue at hand here, honestly. Let's underline this because I I, I want to take this corner, Chris. I want to take this corner hard. This is the number one Darius Perry <laughs> sports podcast. Yeah, we are agree. on this train. We love it. We have always loved Darius Perry. And um, shout out to Darius if you're listening. I doubt he is, but <laughs> but no, I, I I literally sent two texts. To, to, to like the two different like groups of Louisville fans that, that I'm in group text with. And I said, sincerely, and you, you tweeted this out, Darius Perry is the key to Louisville's ba- Louisville basketball success this season. I, I, think they, I think me and you both believe they were the key before this injury. It just kind of underlines things now, though. Underlines it. If he yeah. comes into this season playing the way he did down the stretch last season, then Louisville's fine. Then, then, then we won't be worried about this at all. If he isn't, that's a big problem. And this underlines how big of a problem that could be. What's what's been interesting, I just want to pivot just for a second here, but what's been interesting is like when I hear people that that don't really realize how much of, this is obviously going to change now, but haven't really realized how important Darius Perry is to this team. I find them kind of just talking about how Fresh Kimball is going to be this great player. And I think they're falling into the trap of, expecting fresh Kimball to be Kristen Cunningham or, or to be one of these guys that Louisville just had great success with transfers. I mean, no one expected Damian Lee to be the guy he was. Trey Lewis was probably a little bit above average. I mean, Kawan Four, obviously he was kind of invisible on, on offense, um, but he was a great defensive player and obviously a lockdown guy you could depend on. But I guess what I'm saying is there's no guarantee that, that fresh Kimball is going to be this, this dynamic offensive score. So I think that even just, even more underscores of right of what what you think about Darius Perry and look you can the skeptic can say a lot of things to say how can you believe that this is going to be 
you know, Darius Perry's team or that he's going to be able to break out this season. But for me, it's like, it, it, it's all or nothing. I mean, the guy, the guy, I think Darius is one of those people that is going to relish when the pressure's on him. We saw a slow, we saw a slow, but we saw growth last year towards the end of the season. There's no denying that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's, I mean, the buzz has been that he's improved. We've heard it from several yeah. people. Uh, we've heard it from Jeff Greer. We've heard it from Jody Demling and this, this is it. This is, <laughs> we need the buzz to be true. And, and this could be a unique opportunity for him that this kind of offers him the idea. I think kind of my quick thought, I, I, I've always said, and I think we had our little talk where we kind of, we had our podcast, uh, you know, a few months ago where we talked about rotations and minutes. I think our dream is that Darius Perry um, and, and Fresh Kimball towards the end of the season, it's sort of a half and half role. You know, Darius is playing mm-hmm. a lot, maybe the majority of the, of the one, but certainly a whole hell of a lot of it by the end of right. the season. Um, with Samuel Williamson at the two and and then in the other forward spot, Shoren Wara and um, and Dwayne Sutton. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, th- I think I do have confidence that Fresh Kimball will be that leader that they need and that offensive person they need um, in the beginning. I, I liked what uh, um, what both Dwayne Sutton and Ryan McMahon said uh, about him in that article that Jeff Greer posted yesterday, which was like, comments from the from this uh fans um or or comments from the the seniors about every individual player and i think it was ryan who sort of said he's been down three with two minutes left before and he's been up three with two minutes left before and he's managed it brilliantly so Mm -hmm. really excited to see that i think more than anything fresh kimball is going to be that because i mean just obviously as we mentioned christian cunningham was incredible for louisville last season but there were Times late in the game where I felt like the pressure got to him, and I, 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 I just, I just think he got bogged down. I, I think he kind of reached here, reached a level that was eight early in the season, and there was no beyond that. That's that's where he was. That's where he remained throughout the season. Um, just a few numbers here that I have on Darius Gray that I just wanted to throw out here. We talked a lot about Ryan the man and and people the you know kind of the skeptics say on Darius Gray that he's this frantic guy who takes around shots and, and doesn't really handle the ball well, but effective field goal percentage last year shot a higher percentage than Ryan McMahon, 54.9% to 52.2%. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ryan McMahon took more shots, but he shot, you know, Darius Perry had a better percentage. Also, which was kind of surprising to me, um, Darius Perry finished the season last year with a higher three-point percentage than Ryan McMahon. Really? Um, well, 37 points. He, he, he shot like 40% his freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 30, 39 his freshman year. Last year was 37.5 compared to Ryan McMahon's 35.3%. So, I mean, that doesn't... Not about half the threes, but... uh, Right, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not trying to say that that he's a better shooter or something. Like, I'm just trying to point out that I think sometimes... Yeah, people... People concentrated on Darius Perry. They, they put a lot of focus on him because he was known as this erratic guy. And I'm here to offer you that I don't think it was as erratic at times as people thought. Um, it just kind of, he, he built our rep early in the season because he didn't make the leap that we all expected. And that kind of preceded him before people really gave him an opportunity to, to kind of show his skill set. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the only other thing on this is you already kind of mentioned it on Twitter is that this does force Samuel Williamson to go ahead and, and learn the two in getting to that row. Right. And I, 
I have no problems with that. I mean, he he did say all year that he was going to watch the play the three, and that's who he's going to be, and that's who Mac was going to want him to come in and play. Um, but you know, plans change, and I think he's better in that role. Um, the ball handling is the the biggest question mark I have for him. It's not a serious question mark, but it is a question mark. No, absolutely. I think I think that's definitely a question, and it will be really interesting to see. I mean, injuries happen all the time. We we you know we've got to you know. You hate to expect it, but you got to expect it. Uh, yes. So it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing honestly how this works out for Louisville. Cause uh, I, I, as we've, as we, as we kind of have believed, I think it could be an interesting development for them, but yeah, I think Chris that, that about wraps it up, you know, get 15 minutes in uh, for you guys, a little emergency pod. Uh, hopefully this yeah. satisfied your quench until next week. Now we don't have any news to talk about next week. Yeah, let, let, let's let's actually keep it a boring offseason for the next few weeks because if anything comes out in the next few weeks, usually basketball, football related, it's probably bad. Exactly. Um, so let, let's keep the boring train rolling on. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Sounds good, Chris. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Uh, appreciate it, guys.